Hello, good morning. Welcome to this Sunday. I bless the Lord who has given us the privilege of sharing together deep thoughts that I believe is God's thoughts towards us day by day. As we keep sharing, I believe God is saying something to someone somewhere. And this morning, I want to appreciate God for waking us up into the land of the living. Dear friends, I believe this is the day the Lord has made. It shall be a day of fresh encounter, a time to experience God's touch again. As we go to God's house today, I believe you will be there. I believe you will be in God's presence today. And as we gather at his feet, it's my prayer that his voice shall be heard again. His thoughts will come to us. The word of the Lord will not be scarce in our assemblies. The heart of God will be shared with us. I pray that personally you will hear him directly, specifically, that the word of God will come to you directly. Ezekiel said in chapter 1 that he saw the visions of God and the word of the Lord came unto him expressly. I pray that will be your portion today in the name of Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to be in God's presence. I encourage people around you be an advocate for the Lord. Encourage someone. Bring them to God's presence. And I believe the Lord God of heaven will be gracious enough to reward you your labor of love in the name of Jesus. Now this morning, um, we are revisiting a fundamental issue in our next series of discussions. Um, these thoughts came to me while thinking over life in its entirety, the essence of our living while we are here. And I'm going to be talking about fulfilling destiny in life. I know that no man just came into existence. We are all purposeful creation of God. Even those who believed in the theory of evolution, I believe by now they must be having a change of mind today, seeing that we cannot see any human beings that have evolved from apes, as they claimed, like that for ages. The purpose behind one's creation then, or one's birth, is what we call destiny. If God created you, he created you for a purpose. And any life lived outside God's purpose is typically a wasted life. Now, let me read to you what Luke chapter 12 from verse 16 to 21 says 
Luke 12, 16 to 21, he said, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my bands and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Hallelujah. Now, though you will see from the story, the man here was a very rich man. Even though he was rich, God had judged him as a fool, as a fool because he lacked the necessary knowledge about life. Jesus said, just before telling us this story, in verse 15, he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Let me read again. He said, Beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Your life, beloved, will not be measured by your bank account. How much you have in the account, and whether it is in hard or soft currency, that will not count in the light of eternity. Your life will not be measured in terms of how many certificates you have. And... Maybe you have houses in several countries, you have many cars. Your life will not be measured in those things. In fact, uh, somebody posted the picture of a one-time very rich man, very popular, a very strong politician in our state here. Uh, that was an exclusive uh, rich man's house in his days, but right in his bedroom today, grasses have grown, all right? The children have all abandoned the house, and can you imagine grasses growing in the bedroom of a rich man? And amazingly, the beds were still there. The pillows were still there. All right. Uh, the window curtains are still there. But the whole place have collapsed. All right. A good portion of the room have, have become, I mean, it's it, it just like, it, 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 I, I, can't, I can't explain to you 
how I feel when I look at that picture. It was something that should make an average man that is still alive today, whose pride is in his asset, whose pride is in the house he built, the number of houses, the number of cars, all of these will become uh, uh, abandoned, all right, disinherited. You just realize that even your children might not be interested in those things that you pride in today. Now, that should make a man to think. So Jesus made us to know that a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses. Uh, David, for example, in chapter 13 of the book of Acts, verse 36, the Bible says, David, after he has served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. David died. David was a great man. All right. He fought battles. He fought battles. But do you know, the Bible says, all of the things that David did, he did them according to the will of God. So he lived to fulfill God's will. And um, you remember God spoke to Paul in chapter 26 of the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 16. He said, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of the things which thou hast seen and of those things which I will appear unto thee. That was God's word to Paul. God said, come on, stand on your feet. For this reason, I appeared unto you. I appeared unto you to make you a witness and a minister of the things you have seen, the things you have heard. Now, uh, each of us must come to a place where you encountered God and God defines the essence of your living. Beloved, there is a purpose attached to your life. And your life will be assessed on the basis of that purpose. Fulfilling that purpose should therefore be your passion and your pursuit. It is what we live for. And what we die for. That was the kind of vision that Jesus he said, For this cause came I into the world, and for the same cause I die. Beloved, if one succeeds in every other aspect of one's life, you have acquired wealth, you have assets in cash and in kind, you have begotten children, you made a name across nations. You lived for many years, but you failed in purpose. Your life will be a loss to the Creator. Now, I, I, I thought about life because a lot of things are happening in our days. Uh, many of us are aware of that. All right, so many things happening. And 
to God be the glory. Some, you know, left this world fulfilled. They might not have lived for too many years, but they fulfilled the essence of their creation. Just like I prayed yesterday, that you will not die before your time. Neither will you live be beyond your time. You, when you live, let purpose define your existence. Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 5, he said, as long as I live, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. Now, he knew who he was and he lived to fulfill that purpose that he came for. I'm using this occasion to also call you to reflect on why you are here. Sir, think about it. My sister, how far have you gone about God's plan? That purpose that God showed you, that vision that God showed you about your life. Um, you know, sometimes I see a lot of people, their rejoicing is in their successes, not really their fulfillment. They are two different things. And we need to find out. Let me say, if at the very first thing you need to do when it comes to this divine purpose is to find it out. You need to discover the purpose of God for your life. In Proverbs chapter 25, in verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out the matter. The purpose of God for your life is concealed. It's a secret. It's a will. And a will is not just written and put on the table. Uh, a lawyer was telling me recently, when a will is written, you go to court to swear to that, to the, to, to the authenticity of that will. And then it's kept secretly, you know, with someone. And until the death of the willer, the testator, that will is of no effect. It is thereafter that is brought out from the secret place. Now, the purpose of God for your life is also concealed, kept with a trustee. That trustee is the Holy Spirit. All right, you need to approach God to find out, Lord, show me why I'm here. Why did you create me? It must be a deliberate effort. All right? Knowing the mind of God must be a deliberate effort because your vision defines your life. It gives you a unique identity wherever you may be. And I want to believe that at, at such a time like this, we need to sit up about God's purpose for our lives and fulfilling. If you find yourself, you know, on a wrong field and you are fortunate enough to discover that now, it is time to adjust your life to God's purpose. I believe as we go to God's presence today, once again, I pray that God will speak to you. May God's heart be open to you. May the scripture be open to you. May the heavens be
be open to you in the mighty name of Jesus. May you live a fulfilled life. Your life will not be wasted in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless your day. Beloved, ensure you are in God's presence. Invite a friend. Tell your neighbor, let us go to the house of God. May the Lord bless your day in Jesus' name. Good morning. I'm your brother and friend, Sunday away.